Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, I've literally just taken a four-week trip across five different time zones, living out of a suitcase and working from my uh, laptop in the cloud. So I guess it seemed quite natural to talk a little more about the sort of lifestyle with you. So let's get into some of the realities of living a laptop lifestyle or location independent lifestyle, if you like, right now then. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Well, firstly, a little bit of context, really. And, you know, what I'm about to say, I don't say to brag. It's, you know, something I've worked very hard at doing over a number of years now, and and it's a deliberate choice. Uh, it might not suit everybody, <laughs> but it seems to suit me and uh, and and my wife and, and our goals, etc. So, uh, as I mentioned, a uh, bit of context. I, first of all, I'm a UK resident and taxpayer first and foremost. But we also have homes in in Brazil and and Portugal. And uh, in in addition, I also invest in uh, in four countries, which are the three I've just mentioned, plus the USA as well. Don't have a home in the USA. <laughs> But uh, I do operate in and from different locations, and and I'm on the road quite a lot, you might say. Uh, In fact, I'm recording this uh, feature from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, as we enjoy all the craziness of the carnival. Uh, It's a public holiday here, but not for me. So I do have to juggle a little bit and just stay on top of things. Sometimes I manage that, whilst at others, I kind of slip a little bit, if I'm honest with you. You see, leading a laptop lifestyle or a location-independent lifestyle is for many also living the dream. And it certainly can be great fun, but it can also be quite challenging at times too. And uh, certainly forget the four-hour work week though, because that's largely a myth. Running such a business requires some modification compared to a traditional local business, as you might imagine. For starters, some property strategies might initially appear to be out of the window altogether, especially the ones that require a personal, almost permanent local presence. However, by utilizing systems and or engaging other people, almost nothing is completely off the table, even if it uh, might be more difficult to to initially set up. I manage, uh, for example, to operate various rental strategies, be it buy-to-lets, HMOs, service accommodation and holiday lets, uh, undertake projects which include flips, buy refurbish, refinance, build to rent, conversions, small developments and so on, operate some investor services such as mentoring and apprenticeships, uh, a portfolio building consultancy and a deal tip service, and some alternative strategies as well such as developer and vendor finance. And a little bit of icing on the cake, uh, sorry, icing on the cake, some uh, some JVs uh, around the edges as well. So, and all this very successfully, even as I hop around. So it really can be done. But for me, scheduling and time zones can cause mayhem, not only with my body clock, but also with my diary. 
And so World Time Buddy uh, is, a book, is bookmarked in my web browser, as I often find myself wondering what time it is in China or Dubai when I'm working in Eastern Standard Time, which is in the USA, in case you weren't aware. My brain seems to have a, a little bit of a miswiring issue going on when it comes to com conversions of time zones and currencies. So World Time Buddy and a currency converter app on my phone simply take the strain and the pain of that away. Then there's the portability of my business and personal effects. I'm not exactly a minimalist, but each time I travel, I do try to learn to pack less of those unworn clothing items left at the bottom of the suitcase from the last trip to make my luggage less heavy and so more portable. Then a simple thing like making sure I'm staying somewhere that's got a washing machine also cuts down on my luggage as I can obviously wash and not pack as much as I go. And equally, as a podcaster, I'm, I offer lightweight, good enough technology, which gets the job done, which includes today's recording, by the way. So let's see if you pick up on that. I uh, remember reading how Tim Ferriss has a packing list. And if you Google the subject of traveling light, there are all manner of tips and hacks that you can use to help in that area. Microfiber towels and buying bulky toiletries on location are two of my personal favorites, at least. Equally, I use a Microsoft Surface Pro laptop as it's slim, lightweight, and powerful in performance. I do still carry two phones though, which does make me feel like something of a drug dealer at times. However, I also have a Skype in numbers or Skype in phone numbers to make contacting me simpler for people within the countries that I'm active with or the most active with. Otherwise, I might just have to have four phones instead, and that might probably get some eyes uh, popping uh, as I go through uh, airport security, for example. I did consider a tri-band phone, but as a creature of habit, I wanted to stick to the iPhone that I know and understand, even if the battery seems to die every 18 to 24 months. But besides hardware, I also need to have access to documents and files with uh, as little reliance on paper as possible. So Dropbox and OneDrive help me to store group share and personal documents uh, accordingly. And a little lifesaver app for me is LastPass. I really could not live without this neat little app as it stores all those pesky passwords we all seem to need these days. Gone are the days when your dog's name seems like a good idea to use as a password on every single website. So you have to remember all these clunky passwords with funny characters and numbers and capitalization, etc., etc. So LastPass is pretty nifty for that. And the other absolute uh, must-have app is Signable, which allows me to sign uh, documents electronically from my phone or laptop from anywhere in the world. And I can literally function 90% of the time with these tools and apps, a phone and you know the cloud-based systems and my laptop. But if you can please lobby the banks and in particular land registry to get rid of the need for wet signatures on deeds and mortgages, I'll have an even I'll be even happier, chappier then. Although I have to say the use of notaries in the USA is a bit painful, especially when not in the USA, it has to be said. It's fine in the USA because you can get things notarized on every street corner, but outside the USA and certainly in the UK it's not so easy as I'm sure you'll probably be aware. But then in terms of personal development, I don't carry heavy books around with me these days. However, apps like Audible and the Kindle reading app mean I get to carry most of my library around with me and uh, I can stay on top of my quest for continuous learning that way. Of course, TED Talks have an app as well. So bite-sized quality content video is available on my phone in many an airport lounge. 
In fact, access to an airport lounge has become quite an essential travel accessory these days, simply for the Wi-Fi access, if not for the free booze. Airline loyalty points get topped up to gain uh, lounge access, even if I'm traveling economy class, which is fine for internal flights. But I must have Wi-Fi access at the airport to turn all that dead waiting time into productive time instead. And I guess with the privilege of having homes in more than one place, I've been able to downsize my luggage requirements as well. <clears throat> Nowadays, a toothbrush and a printer or scanner in every home are on my list of homeware essentials. <laughs> However, I have sometimes been caught out when moving between locations where I have a base and, and where I don't have one. Usually nothing that can't be fixed by access to a hotel's business center or a pharmacy though, so no real sweat. Planning ahead, though, is a bit of a must, but as something of a lastminute.com kind of guy is not exactly the most natural for me, I have to say. I do like the big picture, and I have no problems looking way ahead, and nor do I have access, you know, sorry, access issues, really, with when my head's down and plowing ahead with my three to five daily priority tasks. It's that middle ground of planning a couple of weeks or a month ahead that always seems to get me. This week is a case in point, in fact, as I booked in several appointments when I knew that my wife would also want us to be enjoying the Rio, Rio Carnival to the most. I hope that got, I got the balance right, though, as she's sitting in the next room watching the uh, Carnival Parade on TV. So we'll have to see. <laughs> However, there are some softer and more intangible issues to consider as well. Being away from where your properties and people taking care of your projects are means that you do need to rely on others you know, close by to take thing, uh, sorry, care of things for you. So trust and reliability are qualities that rise even further to the surface, especially in that situation, of course. And you do need to have dependable people around you. And uh, when you find them, I suggest you hang on to them very tightly, which is exactly what I try to do. You, you must also learn how to manage from afar and have systems to cater for that. Uh, so for example, I use Basecamp uh, as a project and task management tool internally, and it's amazing how easy it is to get photo and video updates on projects from contractors on site using WhatsApp for free. Bit of a pro tip there though, make sure you get uh, shots and video from all angles to uh, avoid those little blind spots that can sneak in. I literally had uh, one project finished recently and all seemed well based on the contractor images that were shared on WhatsApp until the agent went round to take photographs for the brochure only to find a giant pile of rubbish strategically placed, of course, out of camera shot for when the contractor sent me the final pics. But, you know, a second pair of eyes is always handy. In fact, I highly recommend you have that, particularly at the end of a project. And I'm still searching for the uh, property management killer app as uh, most that I have seen don't really have a fully integrated or end-to-end tenant-to-property management function that also automates all the planned and reactive maintenance requests, as well as the tenant-related stuff. I have therefore used letting agents a lot, as I've probably mentioned before. But I started to migrate some properties to self-management of late, would you believe? Uh, I guess you're going to find that a little bit surprising when I'm trotting around various countries all the time. Uh, and this is despite some boiler breakdowns and tenant changeovers and other little bits and pieces that happen, you know, periodically just to test us. But I use Open Rent or Home Renter to list the rentals in the first place. Viewer does the viewings and the check-ins and check-outs. 
and I have an out-of-hours telephone service, which means I don't get that call in the middle of the night anymore. I now also have a part-time property manager, so she takes most of the strain for me, in fairness. In addition, I have a VA or virtual assistant in the Philippines and an active people per hour account, as well as many uh, dependable, uh, not many, sorry, a couple of dependable uh, projects or site managers to sort me as well, uh, support me rather as well. I guess my portfolio is really a tipping point and uh, I really should have my own lettings business, to be honest with you, with the, based on the number of rental units that I now have. But due to them being spread across different countries, it means that I have uh, delayed this uh, you know, particular you know, venture into having my own lettings business due to the smaller concentrations that I have in each location. But it is on my to-do list, however. I guess, finally, there's the impact on family and friends. Um, and this lifestyle is not best suited to those with a home bird type of attitude or children at school. Although there is you know, a more chilled version of what I do as an option as well, if you, if you would like to pursue that. For example, spending longer periods in each location, maybe a couple of years, instead of flitting around all the time as I do. And, and I guess the cross-cultural and language issues is another point that I have to raise when you have lived as a local in different countries, it really does change your perspective and outlook, and for the better as well, I think. So it's been a great way to develop and grow. Even if my language skills mean that I lean on the Google Translate app a little more than I really should do. Anyway, we have a busy day ahead uh, of us, which combines a bit of fun at the street carnival before I jump on to GoToMeeting to record an interview with a successful woman in property, which is a bit of a precursor for you for the next little mini-series I'm going to run on the podcast, obviously featuring sex, uh, successful women, uh, women in property. And uh, this is some of the reality, I suppose, of what I've shared today with this location-independent lifestyle or this laptop lifestyle. So I hope you found that interesting. And I guess the real question is, do you still fancy the idea yourself? Okay, so that's me done for another week. Um, if you want to talk about anything from today's show or just talk about property investing more generally, you know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. Uh, otherwise, the show notes can be found over at our website, thepropertyvoice.net. And I guess all that's left to say is uh, thank you very much for listening once again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.